What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Unparalleled Sports Talk with your host Kwame Fisher-Jones. As always, I am him. So what brings me to you today are the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let me start that all over. I'm excited to talk to you today about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm ecstatic. I am looking forward to discussing one of the NFL's best teams in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right now, in front of the Jacksonville Jaguars stands one team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Outside of that, they are tied for the second-best record in the NFL with the Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens, and the Miami Dolphins at 6-2. and two. But that's not the story of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The story for the Jacksonville Jaguars are they're for real. As crazy as that sounds, as blasphemous as that statement is, it's safe for everyone to now say eight games into the season that the Jacksonville Jaguars are for real. When you start to think, how could this possibly happen? Like, when did the Jacksonville Jaguars, when did the Jags become a viable threat to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? And it goes all the way back to last season, November 6th. This team was 7-2 and two from that point. Between last season and now, they played a total of 17 games, which is the course of an NFL season. In those 17 games, they are 13 and 4. 13 and 4 would put them right at the lead for the best record in the NFL. They are a legitimate Super Bowl threat. They are a legitimate threat to the Chiefs. They are the poster child for consistency. They're not flash, they're not sizzle. They're just a good, sound, solid football team. Out of those 13 wins, they managed to beat the Baltimore Ravens, the Tennessee Titans twice, the Cowgirls, the Bills, the Steelers, and their only two losses last year were to Kansas City and Detroit. So that makes the team 13-4. and four. They're currently riding, proudly, boastfully riding, a six-game winning streak. And they continue to pass every test. They just managed to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers as they go into their bye 20 to 10. Three weeks after beating the Buffalo Bills, everyone's favorite September Super Bowl champion, 25 to 20. They won both games in London. Aside of a blip on the radar against the Houston Texans, they've managed to be one of the most potent offenses in the NFL. And you can't help Excuse me, they're riding a five-game winning streak. I said they were riding a six-game winning streak. They're actually riding a five-game winning streak because they lost to the Texans. You can't help but wonder, can they keep this up? Can their lack of gaudy numbers continue to win them games in a grunt, old uh, Lambo field, NFL Films-type style of play? More spit than polish, more grit than glory. That's what the Jacksonville Jaguars are at this point. They go into a bye 6-2. Coming out of the bye, their schedule gives them, does them no favors. They've got the 49ers. They've got the Bengals. They've got the Ravens. They've got the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they've got the Titans twice. So the schedule gives them no favors. But they don't need any favors. They're legitimate at this point. They're running away with their division. I mean, this is this is crazy to me because they're not a great statistical team overall. They're not a team that you look at and say, okay, we need to stop this guy. We need to stop that guy. 
most people will point to Travis Kelsey, or excuse me, Travis Kelsey, Trevor Lawrence as a guy that you want to stop. But he, I mean, he's 10th in passing yards, 10th in yards per pass, 8th in completions, and 11th in completion percentage. Hall of Fame numbers, those are not. Calvin Ridley's played well this year, but he's been nothing to write home about. The running game, while good, doesn't scare you. But they're a team that when you when you break down when you break down film, when you break down a players player for player, break down film play for play, they're one of the realest teams in the NFL. They're a team defensively that is top ten in points for. They're number one in turnovers. They're third in of. Uh, I mean, they're seventh in first downs, second in interceptions, fourth in rushing attempts, fourth in yards allowed. And fourth in yards yards per game or yards per carry, yards per attempt. So this is a sound, solid, potent football team that going into the second half of the season, as I mentioned, they got some tough contests coming up. But either way, as they sit six and two, they're a full third, they're a full three games or two and a half games, depending on where you look at in the division, from any team possibly catching them. The Texans got no shot. The Titans could possibly if I was going to say if Steve McNair comes back and resurrects himself, but that would have been a poor taste of jokes. So I'll just say if they manage to get a quarterback not named Ryan Tannehill, and the Evans Colts have a guy named Gardner as their top quarterback. So that pretty much yields quality results, and that should breed confidence. It should allow confidence levels to be high in London and in Jacksonville. The question is what are they going to do when they get to the playoffs? Can anyone expect them to beat the Miami Dolphins? Can anyone expect them to beat the Baltimore Ravens? Does anyone expect them to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? No, but if, by making the playoffs and getting to – possibly a championship or title game, they've got a foundation to be weary about, to be leery about if you're any other team in the AFC South. They've got a fan a fan foundation that more than anything is sound. It's predicated on playing sound football, tough defense, and being in a contention at the end. And that's crazy to think about from where we start. I mean, this was the team where their coach took a sabbatical from them in the middle of the season so we can go to a bar and go play kissy face with some random. This is a team whose owner proudly, proudly lives in another country. He doesn't visit another country. He doesn't go there for Thanksgiving or Halloween or Christmas or Hanukkah. This dude legitimately lives in London. And yet somehow this team manages to not only be competitive each week, but to notch major wins. And that's exciting. It's it's also, I can I, do I expect them to be, I didn't expect them to be this good. And I'm still, as they go over the numbers, I'm still shocked. But I will say this, going forward, they've got my, they've got my attention. I'm noticing them now. Now I'll take you there to bring you here. As great as the Jaguars have played, and as wonderful as the Jaguars have played, and quite frankly, we all should give the Jaguars credit. Can we stop it with the Detroit Lions? Like, can, can we stop it with the Detroit Lions? They're 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 legitimate contender. Contender to do what? What are they contending for? What do you honestly believe the Detroit Lions are going to do this year? I get it. I get it. They're 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 a great football team. They beat Kansas City on opening night. Whoop de damn do. I would give you a round of applause, but I don't want my microphone to be. Like, I'm rubbing my face. So they beat Kansas City in opening night, and apparently that has yielded them as a team to watch in the NFL. 
I mean, they've managed to beat the Atlanta Falcons, Green Bay Packers, Carolina Panthers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Las Vegas Raiders. Juggernauts, those teams are not. So why are we crowning them? Why Can we put away the anointing oil for the Detroit Lions? They've got they've got possibly the easiest schedule going on going into next second half of the season. Of their eight games, they've got the Chicago Bears twice in Justin Fields. They've got the Minnesota Vikings and whomever their new quarterback is going to be twice. So that's four games against inadequate inadequate players. Just the thought of it flusters me. Just the thought of it takes my steam away because I'm so T.I. red of hearing about the Detroit Lions. They haven't managed to beat anybody. I guess I guess you don't want to say other than the Chiefs because they beat the Chiefs, but the Chiefs aren't world beaters right now. The Chiefs aren't the Chiefs of yesteryear or yesterday or last season. They're a regular season team or they're a, excuse me, a championship team that knows the regular season doesn't amount to a hill of beans if you will shoot all your shots in the regular season. So, yes, they lost opening night, but the Kansas City Chiefs will be there in the end. We know the Falcons won't be. We know the Panthers won't be. We know the Raiders won't be. We know the Packers won't be. And I get it. They beat the teams that were in front of them, but that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm, I, I, I can't take it anymore with the, the fighting, fighting kneecaps. Going to be the best team. They're going to run. Dude, their division is awful. In fact, awful is a kind way of saying anemic. Anemic is a kind way of saying, Jordan Love, Justin, question mark. Like, dude, stop it. Gag me with a spoon with the Detroit Lions. Come playoff time, the Lions will be a one-hitter quitter. Mark the tape, write it down, take a picture. I don't care. Come playoff time, the Detroit Lions will be a one-hitter quitter. And then we'll have to hear next year how the fighting, biting kneecaps are going to rise to the occasion yet again. And at that point, we all will be tuning them out because we'll be talking about someone else in the division, possibly whoever the Vikings pick up at quarterback. That's it for this episode of Unparalleled Sports Talk with Joe Squamay and Fisher Jones. If you enjoyed the show, like the show, make sure you comment, share, subscribe, whatever your podcast platform allows you to do. And with that, as always, I appreciate your time of year. I'll talk to you soon.